0: Hey, man, welcome back to the Super Divorce Supercast. Nicholas Villars here. Oh, we're getting a phone call as soon as I started recording. Okay, hold on. Thanks for calling in the Super Divorce Supercast. How can I help you? Oh, no. I didn't want to be on the Supercast. Well, you should have known not to call. I didn't know. (laughs) So go ahead. What can we do for you today? wants to talk to you. Okay. But he can talk to you when he gets home, so we don't mess up your show. No, go ahead. What does he want? Okay. Um. Go ahead. Okay. Hello, Daddy. You want me to say hello? Uh huh. Uh-huh. I was having a fun day at Mimi's. You're having a fun day at Mimi's. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now I'm going home to play with the crazy dog. Mimi. Okay. Well, that would be fun. Uh, uh, Well, we'll have to make sure she doesn't do that. You don't want to get knocked down. Okay. Well, we'll see you soon, then. We're on our way home. All right. Love you. Have a good show. Love you, too. Bye. Okay, bye. We might as well start off the show with a call in from my wife and uh, my young son. Why not? We can do whatever we want to around here. It's a Divorce Supercast. Anything goes, including a fresh beer. Beer me. Used to say that to Bender when we would share beers. Now, since I'm by myself, I brought two beers in here and I just clanked them together uh, as if I were celebrating with a friend. Here we go. This is a Miller Genuine Draft. In case you are wondering, MGD is a carb-conscious alcoholic beverage. If any of you are out there on a keto diet, perhaps, or watching your figures, this might be just the beer for you. The MGD, the Miller Goddamn, uh, with that flying eagle on the on the label. Only one carb. Only one carb. If you're a carb-conscious individual, then this is the beer for you. Here we go. I'm also a big fan of the Coors Original or the Coors Banquet which you're probably familiar with if you have watched any of the Cobra Kai television show. Sensei Johnny Lawrence is a big fan of the Coors Banquet, one of my favorite beers. However, because I am being carb-conscious right now, I don't want to be the carb-queeness. I am uh, drinking a beer that's lower in carbs, 12 carbohydrates in your Coors Banquet alcoholic beverage. But like I said, just one in a Miller Genuine Draft. Beer my grandfather used to drink. So this is what I'm having tonight. I'm going to be hanging out after I get this cast up. There's a big UFC event this evening. I don't know if any of you out there listening are fans of Ultimate Fighting Championship. It's what we used to call it back when it first started. People used to say the Ultimate Fighting Championship. No one says that anymore. It's just UFC. It's MMA. Mixed Martial Arts. I've been watching UFC since, ooh, I don't know. I mean, pretty much when it started, my uncle uncle and I, we used to go to local Blockbuster Video and we would rent the latest UFC events on tape. That was back before... Most cable providers even carried the pay-per-views. Not everyone had access to them. We didn't, not in my area. So we would rent the tapes when they came to Blockbuster. That's how far behind we used to be. And it wasn't spoiled because we didn't know anyone else who watched UFC. It was like this niche thing. They would get one copy of the tape in, and we were like the only people in the city who probably you know, rented those things. Probably were the only reason they ordered them, at our blockbuster. But we would get those and then uh, start ordering them on pay-per-view as soon as they became available in our region. Now, of course, MMA—it's uh, I mean, it's a sensation, isn't it? A real sensation. Everyone, and their brother, seems to watch mixed martial arts now—the Ultimate Fighting Championship or Bellator. Anyhow, uh, there is a UFC event tonight. If any of you are going to watch that, you know, um, let me know what your thoughts are. If you have any predictions or maybe when this goes up, it's going to be over with. Is it going to be Colby Covington or is it going to be Jorge Masvidal? Two fairly based fighters going at it in the octagon. I'm looking forward to that one. It's going to be a banger, as they say, a real slobber knocker. There's also a Madison Square Garden WWE show going on tonight. Some of you out there might be wondering, why is he talking about this horse shit? Why is he talking about fighting and wrestling? I thought he was going to talk about video games. We'll get to it. On the Supercast, we kind of do whatever we want to. So I'll talk about a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Don't think it's going to be, I'm going to come down uh, to the office, sit down in front of the microphone, quickly run through the games I played and then get you out of here that's not exactly what it's going to be like I would like to provide a little bit more variation than just that okay so please bear with me and we're gonna have some fun I think we'll have some fun I think you might learn a thing or two maybe I can get you interested in some things that you're not interested in already maybe There are some things you can interest me in in the comments sections on perhaps YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, maybe you've stumbled upon my SoundCloud, which is where it's originally uploaded before it goes out to Spotify, to iTunes, to Amazon, to all the other places. Um... All that stuff. Anyway, uh, WWE show is going on tonight at Madison Square Garden. I'm a little perturbed because I saw a picture, a photograph, that someone took with their cellular telephone they posted up on Twitter. It was a picture of the arena. It showed the ring set up, and they've got the entrance ramp. And they used to do this cool thing in the WWF days. Anytime they went to Madison Square Garden, they ditched the normal entrance ramp, and they had the guys come out from this little, like a uh, a little tunnel, basically, um, right at the uh, right in the middle of the hard cam, as they say. If you've ever watched wrestling on television, the normal standard wrestling view camera view. That you've got when you would turn it on. Where it's just like the rings right in the middle of the TV. And then there's an audience. Behind the ring. Out there. Well at Madison Square Garden. um, Right in the middle of the audience. There is uh, like a, a, a tunnel. Where the guys used to come out. And it's a really short walk to the ring. When they go that way. And kind of iconic. Madison Square Garden was the only place they ever did that where it's like the camera is pointing directly at where the wrestlers are coming out in the standard view. They don't have to like cut to the ramp. It would just be like you're watching the guys wrestle. If someone else came out to interfere, you would see them coming right in the middle of your right in the middle of your TV screen. And they don't do that anymore. They don't use that tunnel entrance and it bothers me. Every time they announce a Madison Square Garden show, I'm like, maybe they're going to use the tunnel entrance again. And they never do it. They always set up the long entrance ramp, you know, at one far end of the arena. They always have to do it that way now. I don't know why. Why don't you want to do the iconic tunnel entrance when you're MSG? The most famous arena in the world. Let it stand out. Let it have the entrance that no one else can do. But they don't want to do that. Uh, people think that Cody Rhodes is going to show up tonight. I don't know if I believe that. been hearing that they've had some creative differences. Cody Rhodes, son of Dusty Rhodes. Formerly a an executive vice president at WWE's competition All Elite Wrestling is supposedly coming back. To the World Wrestling Entertainment. We'll see if that happens tonight. Anyway, I'll be checking that out later. It's not on TV, but I'll have to check the results on Twitter. Okay, what's going on for today, anyhow? Uh, today, I had a bad time. I had a bad time with um, the game that I was going to post. Been doing a, uh, you know, video game playthrough every day this week since the podcast. Posted the podcast episode number 102 on Tuesday, and then we did a game Wednesday. We did a game Thursday. We did one Friday. And I was going to do another one today and get that posted up here, but guess what? It shit out on me. OBS stopped working. That's the... Software that I used to capture my playthroughs. And I did not realize it. So I had gone through several. Different levels. Beaten a boss fight. And come to find out. OBS. The screen had frozen. So it was not capturing. The gameplay. And I don't know exactly how long. It had been in that state. I mean at least probably an hour. And. And so I I was like, well, I can't do this now. I don't have time. I've run out of time. And and chances are I'm not going to go back through and play that one again. Because I I was enjoying it, but I'd also hit this point where I just wanted to be done. So it was this platformer, an old school platformer. The name is Super Cow. And I still re- recommend you go and check it out on Steam because it's cheap. It's like 4.99. It would be a fun game to throw on and just play a few levels here and there in in your downtime. Not very difficult. Just a fun throwback platformer. It looks like maybe it could have come out on Oh, maybe maybe an early PS2. Late PS1 game. Kind of in betwixt those two. Has throwback vibes. It reminds me a little bit of Donkey Kong Country. Super Cow does. I will warn you however. You do have to play it using your keyboard. No controller support. So use the arrow keys to move around. You Use the space bar to jump. And you have to collect coins. And gems. That's one of the things I loved about Super Cow when I was playing it, collecting things. So every uh, level, at the end of the level, they give you a breakdown. Did you get all the coins? Did you get all the gems? Did you kill all the enemies? And then they give you a completion percentage on every level. If you're a completionist type, this would be just the game for you. And there's not too much difficult platforming, so that's kind of a fun thing. It's pretty forgiving. Like I said, it's very casual. You can throw it on. You can play it for a while. It's not going to have you ripping your hair out. If you really paid attention, you could probably make it through the whole game without dying pretty easily. Uh, I started fumbling around a bit because I wanted to be done with it. I'd had to break the playthrough up. I started it very early this morning, probably around... Oh boy, what time was it? i started playing maybe around 7 a.m that's when i first started the recording then i had to pause it had some uh fatherly duties to attend to had to take care of the baby had to help out there uh played a little bit more after breakfast time then i had to pause again to take the kids over to their grandparents run out and do a few things came back And was playing here this evening, and that's when it froze up on me. And uh, like I said, at that point, I was already getting a little burnt out on it. Maybe if I would have done one uninterrupted playthrough, it would have been different. But because it had taken me like all day, and I still probably had an hour and a half to two hours left to go. When I saw that, it had missed my recording for... An hour prior. No, it just wasn't gonna happen tonight. So I pulled the plug on it. I'm at least telling you about it now. Super cow on Steam $4.99. Throwbacky platformer. Very soothing. A soothing soundtrack. Comforting. Nostalgic visuals. And for a game that you have to play using your keyboard it's not too bad the controls are pretty functional that is owed in part to like I said the fact that this game is not very difficult even the boss fights are very simple you just jump on top of the enemies that's it it's Mario like in that respect so give that one a peep super cow when i was playing it another thought occurred to me we've talked a bit recently about scythe dev team that is the development team that's responsible for the northbury grove series and more recently happy's humble burger farm now in super cow you can probably guess you play as a cow you play as super cow you're going around, you're trying to rescue your farm friends from an evil mad scientist who wants to blow up the world. That's the story of the game. And the art style, the visuals, everything felt like this platformer should have been made by Scythe dev team. Like they, if they would have created a Happy's Humble Burger Farm video game, which does exist in the universe of Happy's Humble Burger Farm, by the way. Like, if they would have gone ahead and actually made one of the Happy's games from in the universe, this could have been it. If the characters had different names, you could have been playing as Happy the Humble Heifer going around and rescuing all of the uh, friends from Happy's Humble Burger Farm, from that universe. It would have fit perfectly. So... If you're a fan of Happys, if you like supporting uh, Scythe dev team, then you might want to support Super Cow. Because you can maybe, you can lie to yourself, you can come up with headcanon, you can say secretly, this is the Happys game that was released in that universe, and you're playing it very easily. It'd be very easy to trick yourself into believing that. So if you want to, go ahead and do it. No one's going to get mad at you. It'd be great to play on the Steam Deck. I just got one of those. How about that? My Steam Deck just arrived a couple days ago. All hands on deck. Well, not on mine. You can go get your own as far as I'm concerned. Only my hands on my deck. Get your hands off my deck. Don't try and grab my deck. That's just for me. I don't want other people grabbing my deck. I don't want people putting their hands on it. Well, I'll let my wife. I'll let my wife grab my deck. Everyone else, no. No one else is allowed to touch it. You can get your own though. You have to order them through Valve. You can't just go to Best Buy. You can't go to Kmart. You're not going to be able to go to the local Kmart shop and pick up a copy of the Steam Deck. You're going to have to get one otherwise. So I pre-ordered the Steam Deck a while back, put my $5 down, got the alert last week saying, Hey, the thing's available. Give us the rest of the money and we'll send you one. So I did that. It arrived it is a beefy beefy boy the screen is fantastic it feels nice when you're holding it controls great i was surprised at how much larger the screen is than the switches screen you know because um everyone seems to uh enjoy the switch um but the uh, oh yeah i'm doing a video i'm doing a podcast Got more visitors. They're back now. You heard them call in, and now they're actually here in person. Okay, so uh, the Steam Deck is a good deck. It's a nice big deck. And um, unfortunately, I haven't had too much time to play it. And here's why. When I do the playthroughs for the YouTube channel, I use my computer to do that. I have a very nice... Gaming computer, so there's no reason that I would hook my um, Steam Deck up and then try to capture off that. That doesn't make any sense. That would be silly. So it's it's basically a leisure time device, something to take to the uh, bathroom, something to maybe play while in bed. Um, yeah, yeah, we got the tablet Mm mm-hmm so um yeah so uh um where was i the steam deck talking about the steam deck i'm not gonna play it for the playthroughs i'm not gonna use it for that i'm gonna use it for leisure leisure times i have not downloaded anything onto it except for one game which was kind of made to show off the Steam Deck, uh, and that is what was it called? Um, 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 Aperture Desk Job. Where it's a it's a a little desk job simulator where you work at Aperture from within the Portal universe. You know, stars J.K. Simmons. You can hear J.K. Simmons' voice in this game, and it's a quick, fun little playthrough. Uh, that's the only thing I've played on it so far I haven't had a whole lot of time to really test it out or to push its limits but one thing that I was thinking about doing is maybe getting Elden Ring and trying it on the Steam Deck because that would be a, a fun thing to uh to try doing and and uh I'm not gonna stream or you know I'm not gonna do a playthrough of Elden Ring on the YouTube channel so maybe that would be a good one to throw on the Steam Deck and see what it's capable of you know what I mean I might give that a shot. Yeah, might do that. So, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll report back when I have more to say on the Steam Deck. Right now, my initial impression is oh, it's, it's a neat little thing. It's a neat little thingamajig. I'm glad I got one. I'm glad I have this here that I can take on trips with me, that I can maybe take to the uh, local auto parts store when I have to get an oil change. Stuff like that. It's a good thing to have on deck. All right, so how about the games that I played this week? What are we doing there? Um, I mentioned Super Cow. told you the story of what happened there. Let's go back to Scythe Dev Team real quick. Last night, the game that I posted up, we'll go in reverse order, I posted up Happy's Humble Burger Barn. Which I had not played until yesterday. Pretty sure that I told you guys that last Monday, or Tuesday, on episode 102, I said that I had now played basically all the Scythe dev team games except Happy's Humble Burger Barn, the precursor to Happy's Humble Burger Farm. Happy's Humble Burger Barn is a much shorter experience than Burger Farm, Burger Farm, first playthrough, you're probably looking at 10-plus hours. My second playthrough was about four. Once you know what you're doing, you can really hack and slash some time off of that. Uh, the um, the Burger Barn was, what was that lengthwise? Between a half hour to an hour, something like that. Yeah, But it's really neat because it takes place in a setting that you visit in Happy's Humble Burger Farm. So it was neat actually playing it in reverse order. It was like revisiting some place that I'd already been. You you know what I mean. Um, without giving too much away, the location, the Happy's Humble Burger Barn restaurant that takes um that, uh, that your your uh, game takes place in. Throughout the majority of this game is below it's one level below like underneath like down in the basement secretly the happy's humble burger farm location that you're playing uh at in the game of the same title so um it's neat it's secretive it feels mysterious and unsettling and it's another fantastic home run brought to you by scythe dev team so that one you should absolutely check out that that you can go and check out on itch.io name your own price i believe you can name your own price on that one i don't think you can do that on steam but you can do it on itch.io you can name your own price for Happy's Humble Burger Barn sling some burgers wait on some customers and then be taken for a real acid trip of an ending you'll be shocked knock your socks off check it out the day before that we played a dark nightmare. A dark nightmare. Uh, what do I, what do I have to say about that one? Mm, not a whole lot. Uh, this one I found on itch.io. It was maybe a twenty-minute experience. Uh you're being followed around this kind of dreamscape. It's like a nighttime dreamscape everywhere surround you're surrounded by just pitch black with these little little areas lit up. You can see them in the distance. When you start off, you're standing by your car in a parking lot. You're looking out, you see this just this black expanse all around you but in the distance you can see some lights little patches of light and each patch of light is uh what would you say it's not it's not like a each each one like a different setting maybe that's a good way of describing it so you see a patch of light in the distance you go to it and say in this area that's lit up there's just a tree with A note on the ground that you have to pick up. You have to collect. Several different. uh, Artifacts. From this dreamscape. To put the pieces of the puzzle together. And then. End the game. Before you're caught by this creepy. Apparitiony. Smiling lady. With white eyes who's following you around. And she's kind of chuckling and cackling at you. If she gets close. And she moves pretty slow, so it's not too difficult. I saw some some comments. I guess some people had trouble with it. Um, I never really found it that hard. I didn't get killed until I tried to because I wanted to see what her jump scare animation looked like, if you will. I wanted to see what happened there. But I made it through the first play without dying at all. I was able to stay pretty far away from her most of the time and uh yeah you just bounce from one lit up section to the next grab the artifacts and then you're out of there there wasn't a whole lot to it so is it worth playing maybe if you're really bored and you don't have anything else to do but i yeah i don't know it looked okay I've played worse games. It was just kind of unremarkable. And that's perhaps the best way to describe it. Um, it's brought to you by uh, Dapper Pig Productions. Dapper Pig Productions. like to give credit where credit is due, and that is the developer there. So, uh, you know... Maybe worth a look. Name your own price. So that's that's a good feature. It's not like they charged $25 for it or anything. It's a quick playthrough. Maybe just uh, an instance of a developer kind of getting on their feet. And just trying some things out. So I won't knock it too much. But when you've been playing some of the games that I've been playing. When you've been playing games within the... Five Nights at Freddy's Universe, and you've been playing games within the Scythe Saga universe. And what was the other one? Fears to Fathom, that's another one of my favorites I played recently. Those games just uh very unique, very enjoyable, and when you throw something like a dark nightmare in the mix, it's easy to forget about. That's all I'm saying. And uh, let's see, going back one more day, before I played A Dark Nightmare on Wednesday, I played a game called Cleaning Redville, Redville, Um, produced by Doppler Ghost. This is another itch.io game. It was a submission to the Brackeys Game Jam in 2022. So it's a new one. I try to play mostly new games around here. Tell you guys about stuff that has just been released-ish. This one was published six days ago. Six days back from today. And, uh... Hmm. It's got a neat art style. It's very PSX-ish. Looks like a PlayStation game. First person... You play as a garbage man. And you just drive through Redville. You have to spot the trash bags, pull over, grab them, toss them in the back of your garbage truck, hit that crunch button, crush them up. If you see any big old green trash cans, you got to wheel those over. You got to toss those in there, the contents, not the can itself. You don't want to Crush the can you wouldn't be happy if that happened you wouldn't be happy if the garbage man in your town didn't just grab your trash but he grabbed your trash cans and crunched them up in his trash truck then you wouldn't have any trash can anymore you'd have to haul all of your individual trash bags out to the side of the road rodents are going to come and rip them open at night you're going to have a big mess to clean up or you could just leave that for the guy. That's what I would do. If that happened to me in real life, and I took all those trash bags out there, and in the night, say, a pack of raccoons came by, started ripping and tearing into them, and they made a big mess. Garbage man comes the next day, and he knocks on your door, and he says, Hey, I'm not picking this up. Then you have to become kind of like Bruce Dern and the Burbs. And you say, You will clean it up, because you are... A garbage man. And that's what you have to say to them. If they were so stupid as to throw your entire trash can in the, the trash truck and crunch it up. That's not their job. They're not supposed to do that. So that's not what you do in this game. That's not what you do in cleaning Redville. So you clean up Redville. And there's a mystery secret about the town that comes to light at the end of the the end of the game and a kind of mystery secret about your job and the things you've been doing and you get clues along the way. So, you know, something's amiss because intermittently you'll pull up to an area to grab some trash and throw it in the back of your garbage truck to crunch and crumble it up. And you'll see a little envelope, maybe stuck to a light pole, maybe on the ground next to the trash cans And then uh, you just see these notes left for you. And you have to read these cryptic messages all along the way. And this was an interesting game to play through. It's a little repetitive. We'll say that. I mean, you get in your garbage truck. You drive it, say, 20 feet, 20 yards. You jump out. You grab some trash bags. You throw the trash away, you crunch it up, you get back in your truck, you drive until you see more. And that's really what you do for about 20 minutes. But you're getting messages along the way. And there's a little bit of tension that's building for various reasons that I won't spoil for you. Because you can try this one yourself. If you have a functioning personal computer, you should try this one out. Name your own price. On itch.io, it's called Cleaning Redville. I like to say Cleaning Redville. And um, you should give that one a shot, I think. That one's worth a playthrough. Whereas A Dark Nightmare, eh, take it or leave it. Cleaning Redville's, I would say, worth a playthrough for a free game. It is worth that. Yes, it's worth your time to go through one time. It's not going to be your favorite game you've ever played, probably, unless you've got some sort of sentimental connection to trash men, garbage collectors. Maybe if your father, your grandfather, maybe your mom or grandma or your best friend might be a trash man. Uh, Maybe you yourself are. If that's the case, you might shoot this one on up the chain of command and make it become your very favorite game of all time. And you might want to play it over and over again because it is like a more exciting and mysterious version of what you do in real life or what your family does if they're all garbage people. maybe You have a family of garbage people. And if that's the case, then Cleaning Redville is the game for you. So give it a shot. Try it out. This was developed in under a week, they said. Doppler Ghost. So it's a quickly made game, but it feels fairly fleshed out for what it is. I was surprised to read that. Uh, made for the game jam, made for you to play. So check that one out Cleaning Redville. I would say this is my second favorite game that I played this week. and my first favorite my game of the week award is going to go to Happy's Humble Burger Baron. Not too surprising. You shouldn't be surprised by that at all with the way I've talked about it and just gushed over all the the Scythe Dev team products. Game of the week Happy's humble burger barn. Make sure you play that one. Make sure you play cleaning Redville. A dark nightmare. Kick the can down the road if you want to on that one. Um, let me get another sip here. As James Hetfield used to say, "Beer for my throat." Earlier today. I was on Twitter, and I saw this story come up about the new Batwoman, no, not Batwoman, uh, Catwoman, the new Catwoman lady. I saw this thing come up about about her. She was saying some stuff that... (sighs) Bounding into Comics wrote this article. They said, The Batman's Zoe Kravitz claims... Romantic choice betwixt Tifa and Aerith in Final Fantasy VII is the problem with the world. Quote, the problem with the world, end quote. So I was expecting this to be some sort of uber feminist, cringy diatribe, and I went and I read the article, and it really wasn't that. When she said it was the problem with the world, uh, it was in response to Robert Pattinson going on, um, like a, like a really in-depth explanation of, you know, what it was like as an adolescent male to be playing through Final Fantasy VII and to have to choose between Aerith and Tifa as a young boy, which one was your favorite, which one you wanted as your bay? and... And sort of the the way the story plays out And how, the, how that affects you emotionally And all this kind of stuff And you know what his explanation reminded me of? Because this was apparently in an interview Where they're sitting next to each other And Pattinson just starts going off about Final Fantasy 7 Which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that I respect him for doing so But it reminds me of that meme Where the guy with the sunglasses he's uh, He's sitting next to the attractive blonde lady they're at some sort of sports event they're up in the stands and he's like he's got his hand up like he's he's gesturing with his hand making his point telling her about something and this this is usually you know it's uh it's used in various instances on the web on the internet as a meme when one guy is Going in depth on uh, some sort of um, topic that his girlfriend or his wife really doesn't give a shit about. You often see this picture used kind of in that context, but that's what it reminded me of. I could imagine them being in that scenario where Pattinson's got the the uh, shades on and he is just going in hard on the background, the backstory, the love triangle between Tifa, Aerith, and and Cloud and she's just kind of sitting there staring and then when he's done he's like you know how about that shit and she says you know this is the problem with the world and so it's like that it was like this just silly she wasn't butt hurt she wasn't like screaming she didn't get up on a soapbox and and rant or anything it was just like you know co-workers co-stars She's kinda of ribbing him a little bit. I think with a tone that, hey, you're kind of a nerd. You know. That's how it hit me. But but people are getting really upset and like saying, you know, she's she's the problem with the world. Maybe she is. Maybe she's awful in real life. But from this one quote, I don't get that impression, and I didn't think that it was worth writing a whole article about it. So I said something to that effect. You know, I was like, her response was clearly tongue in cheek. I said, this article is clickbait horse shit on Twitter. If you like to follow me, it is at the Super Divorce on Twitter. By the by, the by. and uh, I said, this is clickbait horse shit. There's nothing to this. Some guy writes back. Hope she sees this, bro. Like I was simping for Zoe Kravitz. Like, I give a shit. No, I don't give a shit. I just think that that it is absurd for people to to spend time writing articles about non-issues. They're just trying to rile people up. The culture war is bad enough with the real shit. You don't need to make stuff up and get people outraged for nothing. Because a lot of people aren't going to read the article. They'll just see that and they'll think that she was... Oh, this must have been the the uh, the kill shot in her 25-minute lecture that she gave on all the things that are wrong with the love triangle between Cloud, Aerith, and Tifa. It wasn't that at all. It was a simple comment made in passing, uh, kind of ribbing her co-star. No problem. But... <sighs> You know, it's, uh, it's silly and I don't think that it should be encouraged this, this kind of shit. It reminds me of like when people on this side of the culture war, if you will get upset about stuff like that. It reminds me of, of like Uber leftist SJWs whining and bitching about microaggressions. It's the same mentality. It's like, yeah, this little infraction. No, we can't have it. There's plenty of real shit to be concerned with. Zoe Kravitz making this comment is not one of them, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, If you think I'm wrong, then you can let me know below. Um, You can you can uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. You could record a video of yourself cursing me out, cussing me, saying, I can't believe. I can't believe that you would stoop so low as to simp for Zoe Kravitz. You piece of shit. Super divorce. You dick. You absolute fuck. You can say all of that. And I will, uh, I'll just say, uh. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my program and taking the time out of your day to uh, say hello. In your. In your own way, that's so you, that's so you that you would say that. Thank you. Thank you very much. So. That's uh, about all I've got for you tonight, guys. For episode number 103 of our super cast program, our super divorce super cast. What's the big takeaway from tonight? Go play Happy's Humble Burger Barn if you've never done that. And also go play Cleaning Redville. And if you are a garbage man, if you're a garbage woman, um, Thank you for your service and cleaning up the streets. See how you feel about cleaning Redville and let me know how it hit you. And even if you're not a garbage individual, uh, still go play it and still let me know what you thought. Check out my playthrough of this game over at the Super Divorce YouTube channel. Maybe that's where you're listening to this program right now. And if you are, And you haven't done so. Please sub to the channel. Please bong the gong for notifications. So you know when new videos go live. Please leave a comment. Because engagement is great. It's fantastic. I love to comment back. I love that engagement. I love that interaction. I mean that's. Why wouldn't. Why would I do this. If I didn't want to engage and interact. Just to post my thoughts and feelings on the internet. For other people to digest. Like a one way street. You'd have to be a complete narcissist. I just want to put my thoughts and feelings out there for others. And I don't give a shit what they say or how they feel. And I don't want to hear about it. You could cut that clip right there. And make me sound like a real prick. But that's not how I feel. And I don't understand people who feel that way. Who take that opinion. And that mentality towards their creations. I put this out there I want to hear what you got to say that lets me know that you care and that lets me know that I'm producing something worth caring about so let's interact let's have a dialogue let's do that let's get it going and you can do that right here on YouTube or on Twitter at the super divorce or if you can open up your instagram app you can find me at super divorce band all together all scrunched together um i think i got something else uh there was something else i had to say something oh yes so if you want to also support the channel And support the podcast. And support the growth of Super Divorce. There's going to be new music. There there are going to be comic books available. There are going to be more creations. And things for you. We're going to make all that happen. Along the way. If you would like to. Help out. You can spread the word. You can. You can spread tell. Of this program. Of the playthroughs. That we do here on the Super Divorce YouTube channel. You can tell people about Super Divorce. You can tell people about Super Divorce music. Which you can find on Spotify. Or at SuperDivorceMe.com Those are two places you can listen to Super Divorce music. Tell people. Tell people. Tell friends. Tell your. Your mutuals. Your mutes or moots. Whatever you prefer. And I was just thinking about this the other day. I've tried my hand in the past at advertising. I did a whole course on Facebook some years back. Got some good results, actually. I built the old super-divorce Facebook page up to 15 grand followers. And then... They instituted this system like right when I had these successful campaigns. I brought all these people in. I advertised to them. I had people listening to the music. I had people liking the the uh, posts on Facebook. Then they instituted this system on Facebook where even if you paid them hundreds and hundreds of dollars for ads over the course of a year, two years, whatever it was, even if you were giving them money for advertising, they wouldn't show your posts to all of your followers. When you went to make a post, there would be a little slider at the bottom of the screen, um, like a little bar, a meter. That's more accurate. A meter would would show up on the bottom of the screen when you're about, um, you know, about to post something, and this meter would represent. All of your followers, all the people who followed you on Facebook, Um, so in our case, let's say 15,000, 15,000 followers, this meter would show you 15,000 people. It would show you then, the meter would be full, um, maybe 1 50th of the way, let's just say that, 1 50th. ...of the way. That represented how many people would see your post... ...if you did not boost it. A.K.A. put money on it. If you wanted more of your subscribers to see your post... ...then you had to boost it. You had to put 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40... ...and on and on. And uh, if you wanted all of your subscribers to see every post that you made, you would be paying out the ace. And I stopped when they instituted that program. I was like, I'm out of here. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. I'm not giving them any more money. I paid money lots to get all these people to follow me on this, this damn platform. And now if I don't put money down on the post, if I don't pay you to, allow my followers to see it you're going to throttle it and maybe 15 to 20 people out of 15,000 uh, are going to see this um in its in its sort of uh unboosted state crazy so i stopped now bring this back around to the point i was going to make i was thinking to myself I don't know of any bands, movies, podcasts, um, shows, cartoons, comic books. I don't really know of anything that I would consider to be among my favorite this or that. That has become my favorite, this or that, because I was targeted through an ad campaign. Typically, the things that I am really into, I'm into because either I kind of discovered them naturally. What do you mean by that? What do you mean discovered naturally? Okay, well, let's say, let's say um, I was uh, I was reading Spiderman, okay. When J. Michael Straczynski was writing it. And I I really enjoy Spider-Man. And um, and I'm like, hey, I want to know what else this guy is writing. What else has he done? And then I look up that author. Or an artist. Because I like his work on a certain book. What else has this guy done? Or maybe when it comes to bands... I guess you can consider music on the radio as being, you know, part of an ad campaign. Uh but you hear a song and it's like, "Oh, yeah, I like these guys. I'm going to go to their concert." And then you see another band there. It's like an experience directly you stumble upon it. It's not because uh you were targeted directly in an ad campaign. You just happen upon it and it's cool and or you got word of mouth that's another big one that's probably where the majority of, of the music that you know has become my favorite over the years has uh, been shown to me from is by someone recommending enthusiastically hey listen to this band same with podcasts oh man you got to check this guy out you got to check this podcast out it's hilarious or it's informative it's awesome The power of check this out, I think, just blows out of the water. The puny power of the targeted campaign where Facebook was tracking you. They saw what you were clicking on. And now they're going to throw more things like that into your feed. You may end up uh, taking the bait. You may end up buying a product or two because of that targeted campaign. But like I said, the power behind a recommendation just demolishes, I think, the power of a a targeted ad. Something manufactured, something an AI came up with. A good friend handing you a book and saying, read this, you're going to love it. That's that real shit. That's it, real shit, man. That's it, fucking real shit. The algorithm putting something in front of you, maybe it works out sometimes. But I don't believe in that long term. So if you want to help Super Divorce grow and become a global juggernaut of a brand, my brand what you can do is you can recommend super divorce to your friends to your family to strangers if you like recommending things to strangers that would be an odd hobby but it would be a very unique one maybe you can make it something new something of your own if you've been looking for something to do in life maybe that can become your thing is Making recommendations to complete strangers. I would watch that YouTube channel. I don't watch many YouTube channels, but I would watch that one. So if you decide to do that, let me know. And I will subscribe and I will talk about your exploits on this channel. And I will help to boost you if you decide to do that. Let me know if you do. Balls in your court. Alright, Till next time everyone. Take real good care. Keep kicking ass. Love you lots. Lord willing, I'll be back very soon with another video for you to watch or listen to. Bye-bye.